welcome to the TES Further Education Podcast. This week I'll be in conversation with learning technologies guru, Bob Harrison. me, Sarah Simons. This week I've been catching up with Bob Harrison. Bob's worked in education for 40 years. He's a former principal and an FE college governor. He gives talks all over the world about his passion for education and the potential of technology to transform learning. Bob's part of the FELTAG group, the Further Education Learning Technologies Action Group. The group worked with the previous minister, Matthew Hancock MP, to look at better ways of using digital technologies to enhance teaching and learning across the FE and skills sector. So last time we spoke, it was just before the Feltag report was um, coming out. What's happened next? All right, well, let me update you straight away on that. The, the ministerial response was really, really positive. Uh, Matthew Hancock received it, unfortunately for us, he's now been moved on to uh, another department. Is uh, that going to be an issue, that uh, he's no I, longer the gaffer? I, I'd like to say no, but I think it might be, but, but let me just say this. Uh, I think what he's set in train, and the legacy, if you like, and the momentum that's already created, I don't think it's going to be an issue. I think that, that, you know, I'm picking up daily now. Uh, from my contacts in FA, I'd be interested to what what you're picking up on the ground as well. Is that even though it's been the summer, you know what I'm picking up is those providers who have taken on the spirit of Feltag, if you like. And the point is embracing technology, using it to to enable students and have a better time in the classroom, have more learning, oh, have, have a better in time. and out of the classroom. Absolutely, kid. Absolutely, you 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 were ahead of me there because. You know, that's the whole point about technology. You and I are talking now uh, on a piece of technology that allows us to see each other on video, speak to each other face-to-face, have a good conversation about Feltag, hopefully learn from each other, and we've never been anywhere near a classroom. Mm. So, you know, I think uh, going back, you know, to the question about will uh, the change of minister make a difference, I don't think there are any ministers uh, in the current government who are as tech-savvy as Matthew Hancock was. Fortunately, he published his response about six weeks, six or eight weeks before he got reshuffled. So what that means is the train's left the station, the Feltag train's left the station, and if you want a better example of evidence of that, only this morning, the Education and Training Foundation, actually quite a long time in my view, uh, of, of uh, dishing out a tender for their £1.1 million learning technologies programme, which incidentally I think is grossly underestimating the challenge. I mean, if, you know, if, you, if, if the ETF and Biz think £1.1 is going to solve the, the, the workforce CPD challenge, they're sadly mistaken. But nevertheless, it's a good start. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's an important start. And, and this morning, there's been uh, an announcement that there is a, a million pounds available in, in projects of up to 50,000 pounds each for action research 
I'd, I'd prefer more of the action and less of the research of how learning technologies can improve learning. So, so that's something that colleges can get hold of and they can yeah. use it to see yeah. how technology best suits their organisation to, yes, and, to and, enhance and also, the learning. Absolutely. And, and uh, there's a whole set of criteria. The bids don't open until next week, but I would encourage all FE providers to have a look at that and see if they can either individually or collectively with some of their other college provider partners. Um, and that's, I'm just looking at it now, that's lfutures.co.uk. That's the one. Cool. And, and that's, uh, even though it's difficult to see on that side, that's a project that's been managed by the Gazelle Group. Yeah, and... there's a lot of discussion about the value, um, I mean, in the broadest sense, uh, of the Gazelle Group. This seems quite controversial. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware of, of all that, and I think this is it is a controversial decision, no doubt about it. You know, I'm sure there were lots of other strong bids from established players in this area, like JISC and Association of Colleges, Association of Learning Technologies. So I, I think it will be a controversial issue, but at the end of the day, I'm not really asked who, who gets the money to do something as long as somebody does something. As long as they get the job done. You know, I'm, I'm a bit concerned about the number of middlemen, you know, middle people, middle organisations that there are in this. So we've got BIS funding ETF, we've got ETF funding Gazelle, then we've got Gazelle funding college providers. If, if we're taking 10% overhead costs, every stage of this process by the time it gets down to the poor teacher and learner there's going to be not a right lot left so i think you, you know my, my and that's my after body... starting off with not a massive amount comparatively well, is it absolutely i mean 1.1 million out of a 22 million pound budget which is what the etf have got in my view is does not reflect uh, what the priorities are and certainly, what doesn't reflect what, the, what Matthew Hancock's priorities were, uh, but, but nevertheless, it's a start. If I'm honest with you, Sarah, uh, I think these would have been a lot better. Uh, just saying, right, here's here's a hundred grand for every co- you know college. Forget all the middlemen. Here's hundred grand. What we want you to do is employ a, a person or a couple of people to set up a digital leader scheme in your college and to start doing some CPD with your governors and everything like that. And, you know, here's your money to do it. Get on with it. You know, I'd have been a lot happier with that instead of which we've had 12 months of buggering around with tenders and this, that and the other. But but then again, we are where we are. Going back to your question about ministers, uh, I think Nick Matt Hancock's replacement, Nick Bowles, is keen. I understand he's seen briefed on Feltag. To be honest, there's not much you can do about stopping it because the train's already left the station. The SFA are currently looking at funding models for uh, online and blended learning, and they're going to pile some stuff. Ofsted are going to have a greater focus in their common inspection framework on the effective use of learning technology. And that's a big deal, isn't it? Because if it's in Ofsted, colleges are going to do it, aren't they? (laughs) Absolutely. And, and, And only yesterday I saw... Uh, Ofsted have agreed to put into their uh, learner, uh, what do they call it, the learner response survey, you know, the survey yeah. that they've learned, they've put in a question uh, along the lines of uh, my, my provider, uh, you, you know, my learning is enhanced and I am, I'm empowered and able to use technology to improve my learning. So 
those are those are little nudges, if you like, to the culture of our system that I think will, you know, and having been a principal myself, it will make principals and senior management teams and governors look up because if they know Ofsted's looking at it, if they know the skills funding agency are looking at it, then they're likely to. Yeah. Well, let, let me just make one thing really, really clear because I think there's there's a lot of misunderstanding about this. Online learning, technology enhanced learning, blended learning is not cheap. I think that there's, there's a myth around there that oh, uh, all this is about is cost cutting, it's about saving, everything like that. That's just completely wrong. Where, where do you, where's that come from? Because to be fair, it hasn't crossed my mind that it would be a cheaper, cheaper form of learning. There's the the stuff you actually need. There's the training for the teachers, absolutely. which don't come cheap, does it? Absolutely, absolutely. I think probably some of it will come from the naivety because of their lack of knowledge of online and blended learning and uh, technology and learning. Ah, right, okay. Well, we're replacing people with computers, therefore it will be cheaper. Well, they're wrong. So, yeah, are so, they thinking of like car factories from 30 years ago? Exactly, exactly. Well, if, if we allow that to happen, then it's our own fault. Uh, you know, as professionals, as learning professionals, you know, we understand what makes effective learning. You know, I, I, I don't accept that the, the Matthew Hancock's motivation was cost-cutting. In fact, I know it wasn't because I had mm. long conversations with him about it. What I do know is motivation and implicit in the spirit of, of Feldstein recommendations um, is better value for money for learners and better value for money for the taxpayer from uh, our investment in the FE system. And let me give you an example of that. My, my view is actually we can squeeze more value out of the FE estate, if you like, in its rounded sense, both capital expenditure, expenditure on staffing, premises. I think we can squeeze more value out of that to engage more learners in a better learning. Now, that's not cost-cutting. No, it's more for your money. Getting more and better for your money. So, actually blended, a blend of some face-to-face, and this will vary according to learners. You know, there there will be some learners who will still need 100% 100% face-to-face. I, I can't think of many that won't benefit from having a bit of online or a bit of technology or using the social media to enhance their work. But nevertheless, there may be some. But there'll be other learners, highly motivated, more mature perhaps, who don't live in this country or live uh, remote from a, a particular provider, who might do 100% online. Well, that doesn't mean to say there won't be teachers what it does mean is the teacher's role will be fundamentally different from turning up at nine o'clock on a Monday morning, waiting for a motor vehicle three to turn up uh, for you to give them a lecture on, you know, the internal combustion engine and put some PowerPoint slides on. Does this have potential to engage with a bigger, a bigger student cohort internationally without having to go out to wherever and, and attempt to build a campus? Absolutely, absolutely. So my personal feeling is, and you know, and this is reflected in uh, the college uh, where I'm, I'm vice chair of business. I think we've got a massive job to do in our region, first, in our country first, before we start looking. Now, and I'm not saying we shouldn't look, and I think there are markets, particularly for vocational stuff. Those providers 
who embrace the spirit of Feltag, but who actually say, actually, there's a message here for us about our survival and about our future. I think the last 10 years, uh, Effie has been allowed to slip further and further behind on the digital revolution stuff. Unfortunately, we had a minister who picked it up, given it a kick up the arse, and those providers that get the message will survive. Absolutely yeah. no doubt. Not only will they survive, Sarah, they'll thrive. Those providers that don't go, all oh, right, well, there's another minister, Feldstein, it's another load of bollocks, that. let's just leave it, you know, it's a, it's a dire death. And, you know, and I have to say, there are some curmudgeons that are like that. There are, some... are there really some, some organisations, some people within them who think it's a trend? This whole wealth of technology that, where you can do all sorts of things, learn in so many different ways, reach so many different people. There's still people who think that it's fashion. Sarah, I, I, I don't want to disillusion you about this, but I have to tell you, I spend a lot of time talking to groups of staff, talking to governors, and the answer to your question is, yes, there are. But, but they're getting less and less and less. Yeah. I, I think there's still a gap between what the people within FE colleges and providers are, who are delivering and, and who want to get on with it, and teachers who want to get on with it, and then being able to convince their senior management team. And so how do we overcome this? I mean, I know lots of teachers who are having great ideas, want to do stuff, and to get that done, they have to tell their program area manager who has to have a conversation with you know the the head of department then the head of school then eight layers of management and all in, before it gets to somebody who'll make a decision and that decision might not even be yes and in between yeah. that the time it's taken where every person has been asked to write a report to project the good that will come out of it hey, and, you know we're talking six months a year yeah. but... and meanwhile in that six months that technology that the teacher probably wanted to implement is now out of date. Yeah. But what I will say is, this is going back to the, the ETF £1 million stuff that's out, out there as of next week. Well, one of the recommendations of Feltag was uh, that we needed to work at top and bottom. So in the work that I've been doing in schools over the last 10 years, one of the most effective change agents has been the digital leaders stuff. Uh, you know, the groups of students being trained help and support teachers improve their teaching and learning so i think my, my advice to you if you're stuck in the middle if you like is why i hear you saying to this is we build from the bottom we empower and engage our learners because they're the ones who are using this technology but at the same time we need to work with our governing body because th therein lies you know a, a big issue and that's be a little bit careful because i'm an old man myself now uh, and I've got some wonderful colleagues at Northern College around the governors who are increasingly tech savvy. But it's become, it's been a five year battle for us. Well, I know our principles play governing bodies, and I know it works. And unless the principal is going to get challenged about, shall we spend £2 million building this new annex to Block C, or shall we spend £2 million recruiting a team? of learning designers and putting a Wi-Fi network over the whole of the community for free, then unless the governors have got enough knowledge and understanding 
to be able to challenge the principle to justify why we're spending two million pounds putting a new roof on block C rather than invested in the future, then principles are just going to do the same old, don't they? I mean, what's yeah. that thing about insanity? If, you know, the first sign of insanity is you carry on doing the, the same things and expect to get a different result. Yeah. And, and this is why where my whole pitch on this whole thing has been about, this is not about technology. Because the technology will come and go and change. And, you know, I mean, I remember when I was a principal at college, uh, the, the, the head of ICT walking around with a memory stick uh, around the neck because that was the, the vogue thing at that moment. Oh, floppy disk. You know, you remember yeah. floppy disk. Yeah. Like, it's not about technology. What this is about is mindset. It's about the vision. And, and one of the challenges for the ETF in spending the, the million pounds, my view, is how do you shift the mindset of those people on the governing boards and the governing bodies who have a strategic responsibility to see the future and then challenge the organization in the way that it is setting itself up to meet the future needs. Now, if those governing body members do not have the insight or the knowledge or the understanding, and I've, I've worked with quite a few governing bodies in the last few uh, last couple of years, and it's like a light bulb goes on with them, Sarah. Yeah. You know, when I get to the particular point in the day's workshop, you know, where I, I, you know, I do my quiz and I get them to see that what's happening out there in the real world is quite divorced from what's happening in the classrooms in their own colleges. It's one of the reasons I went into teaching, you know, what, because you see them look and they go, ah, oh, ah, now I get it. Yeah, I can, I can see this now. Right. And, and. That's you know, interesting that, 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 you know, it's about teaching right across the board from the Board of Governors to absolutely. the students. Absolutely, absolutely. So I think th- th- don't, if you are getting frustrated and trapped in the middle, uh, then, you know, I think it's about building uh, allegiances, certainly build allegiances with your students, uh, build allegiances and, and, and try and affect the governing body. And actually, the ETF, some of these projects, some of this money is about helping uh, your governing body come to terms with these particular changes. Well, here's a nice little question for you. What have the following companies got in common? HMV, Jessup's, Blockbuster, Comet. You want me to go any further? No, I think I'm with you. What have they got in common? What they've all got in common is their inability to adapt to the changing environment and business environment and world around them i.e. the movement from in-store to online, their inability to adapt quickly enough caused them to close. It's a worry, isn't it? Because we don't want to have boarded-up front windows, do we? Like HMV and like all those other places we've talked of. So we need to get a move on and get on with it. In every other aspect of our life, we've seen a significant shift to online and technology helping us. Now, if that is happening in everybody's lives, why isn't it happening at quite the right, the same pace within FE and skills? And you and I both know the answer to that because of all those things that the Feltag report was addressing. It was about culture, it's about inspection, it's about funding, it's about 
leadership, it's about governance, it's about vision, it's about workforce skills, it's about uh, student empowerment, it's about students using their own devices, and it's about technological infrastructure. There's no going back. The Feltag train left the station. Those people who get on it embrace the spirit and uh, crack on and get on with it, irrespective of what money's coming, and realize their assets in a better way will be here in 15 years' time. And they will be the ones that will survive. It's been great to talk to you, Bob. Really, and really you interesting. Too. And you Thank too. you.